0: Log Talk Radio. Hello,
1: welcome to Go For It. Paul Gannon, for the next two hours, we will be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And, of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. You have an opinion number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash That's blogtalkradio.com slash You can send messages to the show, On Twitter, at GoForItGant, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. You hit us up here in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. And definitely hit us up because we're going to talk sports and have fun doing a great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by one of the stars of Power, which airs on Stars each and every Saturday, 9 o'clock Eastern, on Stars, Donald Paul. Donald Paul is a lifelong Miami Heat fan, so we're going to definitely get his take on how he feels. These NBA Finals are going at this point for the Miami Heat. Can't be happy. They're down two games to one, but they were down two games to one last year. So we'll get his, talk, we'll get his take, and let's be honest, these teams have been alternating wins. One night, San Antonio will win. The next night, the Miami Heat will win. So they've been alternating wins. So we're going to get his take on what he feels and and how he feels game number four is going to play out. How's it going to play out? Who's going to win? Can the Miami Heat bounce back? I think they do. Also, we're going to be joined by boxer Devin Alexander. He has a big fight next week, June 21st, Carson, California, on Showtime. Devin Alexander, Jesus Soto Carras. It's going to be a big-time fight for both of these guys. and it, it, It's a crossroad fight for both of those guys. So we're going to talk to, them, talk to him, I should say, Devin Alexander, about that fight. And also, Hall of Fame inductee, Seattle Seahawks legend, Walter Jones, will be joining us. And we're going to talk to Walter about the upcoming, his upcoming Hall of Fame speech. I mean, it's July 21st, 25th, I should say. So it's going to be a big speech for him. A big time for him. And he's, he's probably excited. And we're going to talk to him about uh, the up, his upcoming Hall of Fame induction and everything associated with the Hall of Fame and Walter Jones. So Donald Paul of Power will be joining us at 10 after, at 35 after. Devin Alexander will be joining us at 735. Walter Jones, Hall of Fame inductee, will be joining us here on Go For It. Let's start now. Let's start with the World Cup. No, let's start with the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals, game number four tonight in Miami. The San Antonio Spurs up two games to one. The San Antonio Spurs with a tremendous, tremendous game number three. I mean, they came out in game number three. And the thing about it is, you look at the Spurs and how they won games throughout the course of this series. You look at game one. They had that fourth-quarter explosion of 36 points, 14 for 16 from the field, 6 for 6 for downtown. Then you start game number three, what, 19 for 21 at one point? I mean, just ridiculous numbers, 71 big points in the first half, which is also ridiculous. And then, oh, by the way, here's the thing. They had that explosion in the first quarter with 41 and then 71 all together in that first half slowed down a little bit in the third quarter, picked it back up in the fourth quarter, and ultimately they won by 19 points. Kawhi Leonard was big, big in this game. He struggled the first two games, but then game number three, he stepped up his play, and ultimately the Miami Heat got the W. I mean, not the Miami Heat, the San Antonio Spurs got the W. But the thing is, the thing is, I look at this series, and and the more – I watch this series, the more I'm starting to come to a conclusion when it it pertains to this series. I'm starting to come to a conclusion when it pertains to this series, and I'll get to that conclusion a little later. But you look at this game now, game number three, and first off, teams who've won and been up two games to one in the NBA Finals have won 83% of the time. But, oh, by the way, the San Antonio Spurs were up two games to one last year and we all know what happened in game number seven. But anyway, you look at this series, and it's been alternating wins. Spurs win. Heat come back. Spurs win. And I think that's what you're going to see tonight. I think you're going to see the Miami Heat come out with a big-time effort. They're going to come out with a big-time effort. I expect a big-time effort out of Miami Heat tonight. And that big-time effort, I expect out of LeBron James. I think he's going to be big. I mean, he wasn't very good in game number three. Seven turnovers. That's not good. You can't turn the ball over seven times. You're the best player. You you got the ball a lot of times in your hands, and you turned it over seven times. No good. But I look at also the Miami Heat, Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers. I mean, this is how woefully bad he's been. In the last 30 years, Mario Chalmers was the only starter to play 50 minutes or more and score a total of 10 points or fewer, and shoot 25% or less from the field in the NBA Finals. So that's historically bad. That's historically bad when you, when you talk about Mario Chalmers and what the, the numbers and, you know, what he's doing out there. His ineptitude. I mean, he's been inept throughout the course of this series. He has not been very good. And... The Miami Heat don't need Mario Chalmers to be, you know, they don't need 20 points out of Mario Chalmers. They don't need 20 points out of Mario Chalmers. But 10 helps. 10 would help. 10 definitely would help. You know, and and they need him to hit that outside jumper. They need him to hit that open jumper. If you're not getting that out of Mario Chalmers, and he's not defending either, if you're not getting that out of Mario Chalmers, then what use is to have him on the court? There's no use having Mario Chalmers on the court if he can't hit hit an open jumper and is really not defending his position all that well. So there's no use having him on the court. And so Mario Chalmers has to come up bigger. They have to come up bigger. He has to come up bigger. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, I mean, he's averaging 18 points, I believe, in this series, but it's been quiet. It's been a quiet series for Dwayne Wade. Chris Bosh had a pretty good game one and two. These guys, LeBron is carrying the load here. LeBron is carrying the load for the Miami Heat, a heavy load, heavy load for LeBron James. And I look at the San Antonio Spurs, they've been explosive. And, and at times offensively in this series. And those explosions, you could say, have been part one of the differences in this series. These offensive, offensive explosions. The Miami have to defend better. They have to defend better. But the, th- the thing is, you know, when you're... The San Antonio Spurs are getting some... You know, they're, they're hitting their shots. 14 for 16 in game, uh, game one in the fourth quarter. You know, starting off the game 19 for 21. 71 points in the first half in game three. And I knew. I knew the Spurs were going to come out with a purpose. You knew the Spurs were going to come out with a purpose, and they came out with a purpose in game number three. You knew they were going to come back and play a very good basketball game. And they came back and played a very good basketball game. They played a very good basketball game. I mean, other than that third quarter, where, you know, low law in the action, and ultimately in the NBA, every team makes a run. Every team makes a run. And the Miami Heat made a a furious run in that third quarter, got the lead to seven, but they just could never get over the top. And at the end of the day, even though they got the lead to seven, guess what? At the end of the third quarter, the, the Spurs were still up double digits, still up double digits at the end of three. So as much headway as the Miami Heat made, they were still going uphill, still going uphill, still battling and walking uphill. So it's going to be interesting in game four. But I expect the Miami Heat to to win this game. I don't expect the Miami Heat to go down three games to one. I expect the Miami Heat to win this game. Ultimately, I expect this series to go seven, as I said in the beginning. And I expect the San Antonio Spurs to come out on top still. I think the San Antonio Spurs are a better basketball team. I think they're just a better basketball team right now than the Miami Heat. I really do. So it should be interesting. What happens? I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what happens in game number four tonight in South Beach. It should be very, very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. This has been a great series. High level of basketball, and that's always a great thing. You're listening to Go For It on Blocked Off Radio. Hello, and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. on. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat, and the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but and That doesn't the mean anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, it doesn't <laughs> mean anything. I was trying to uh, throw you, you know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well we know that you know we know that you can marry women. We've seen you 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 have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around too. I man, just
0: don't know man. what you're Come capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. That's not that Rocky. Right <laughs> That's called butter.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very,
1: very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> and we're back. We're about to bring in a guy now. Um, this is a South Florida guy, so he is a legit, he is a real Miami Heat fan, you know, you got a lot of 2005, 2007, and 2010 to the present Miami Heat fans floating around out here, but this man is legit, I looked at his bio, I looked at his background, he is from South Florida, he is a legitimate Miami Heat guy, a legitimate Miami Heat fan, so he's good. We're going to bring him in now, one of the stars of Power, which airs on stars, Executive's Produced by 50 Cent. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of power, Donald Paul.
3: Hey, how's it going? Yes. How are
1: you, man? I'm
3: good. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just excited about tonight. I'm, I'm already ready for this game. man. It, it, it starts in like three hours, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah I'm, I, I can't wait myself. I mean, this is a, a lot of high-level basketball being played, and that's always exciting. Let me, Let's get down to it. You're from South Florida. You are legit. You are a legitimate yes. Miami Heat fan. Your team is down two games to one. What I've seen in this series it seems like the Spurs are the better team. Are you concerned about game I, number four?
3: Listen, they, they, to me, they seem like the better team uh, the last game. I, I give them that. Uh, the, their coach did a great job uh, drawing the plays up and doing what he did. I, I, I think the Heat – before then uh in the last two games before that game, the third game they 're a bit quicker they're 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 faster they they even in the game three they came back at one point to seven points within the game. I feel like if they play and they stay at that level there that we we'll, we will stick into we will stay in the game i, I don't i don 't believe Kawhi Leonard is going to have twenty nine points anymore throughout this series that's not that's just not He's not at that level yet to produce those type of points every game. So I'm not even going to – I'm going to take that 29 points and I'm going to drop it to 12 for the next three games. And <laughs> and, 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 and the guys who, who, who has to show up for the Spurs are the regulars. You have uh, Tony Parker, uh, uh, Duncan, and Ginobili. That's – those guys didn't have that much that, that much points last game. If it's going to be My like bad. that from the, the series on, uh, the Heat have has a, a better chance because we we have better offensive
1: playmakers, I believe. Now let me let me ask you this. Now you, you look at the situation. I look at this series so far; it has come down to explosions. Game number one, the fourth quarter, the Spurs they exploded thirty six points, fourteen from six for sixteen from the field in the fourth quarter, and then. Game number three in that first half, 71 points. I don't know. I mean, the way the Spurs – I think the Spurs have the better offense because, I mean, they're finding ways to score the basketball. They're shooting the three ball. you got Duncan down low. Um, Kawhi Leonard finally steps up. And, and to your point, I mean, he's ten for he was 10 for 13 from the field. That's probably not going to happen again. But they're getting some good play from a lot of guys, and they're scoring the basketball. They – what – your
3: their bench has stepped up uh, uh, to another level it's 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 what they've been able to produce is really has uh has really changed the game I don't think the heat were was uh they were ready but i don't think they were this ready for the way their bench has has come in and given in a new energy and it's the same type or even more energy I'm more concerned about that i i'm it, their passing game is probably the best I've seen in years. They're beating us with the passing. Now, they're not really beating us with their feet work because you don't really have anybody who's flying around besides Leonard and Parker. You know, the other guys, right. Green is staying on the, on the three-point line all day. He's not going anywhere. Uh, that's, that's just where he lives. Uh, it, it, Qua Leonard and, and, and Parker, that's those guys who are, who are really moving. After that, they're really passing the ball. I think today uh, we're going to watch out for those passing lanes I guess it, okay. I think if we protect those and we force them to drive, uh, we're we're good. We 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 leave a body on green. That's it. I mean, uh, the last three games of last year, last year series, we left one person on green and his production went down. I, that, that's sure. we got to do the same thing, and we just got to watch the lanes. I mean, they're they're passing the ball to, to another level. I, I give them that, and their bench is playing a lot better than than our bench. I mean. Chalmers had two points, two points. <laughs> That's just he he can't have two points. And you, and and Norris Cole is not playing his best offense. Our, our our bench is really struggling. I mean, Battier hasn't even really seen any minutes. No,
0: uh, Haslam no.
3: hasn't hasn't been coming in. I thought we'd no. be using Odin more than we are. We're not u- using him at all. He had a min. He played for a minute and thirty six seconds last game. Uh, it, it, I I, I I can't wait. I, I, I'm confused on what we're going to do, but I know our starting five It should be okay. All right, but they're benched. The Spurs bench, I give it to them. I, I give them uh, all the kudos in the world. They they, they get it all.
1: For sure. Because they're doing a great For job. Sure. They're doing a great job. And, and you you talked about the Spurs, and they're quote-unquote big three, if you will. I mean, 15 from Parker, 14 from Duncan. And 15, I mean, excuse me, 11 from Ginobili. So, I mean, that I, I get your point. You know, Kawhi Leonard's not going to get off. But you expect those guys, Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, to do a little better. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, this series is still going to go seven. But yeah. as of right now, I, I do like the Spurs to win this series. But we'll see what happens. Let me ask you this. You know, we, we, all, we saw the whole talk about LeBron James in game number one, about the cramping, about the heat. So on and so forth. What was your reaction to LeBron James and all the cramping talk and him going out of Game One and and sitting down in Game One near the end? I, I uh,
3: to be honest, I think if he would have stayed in, it would have been uh, we would have been up two one right now. Because uh, that was a, uh, it, it was a good game because we we're really exposed with 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 him on the bench. They just know how to key in because they really key in on Dwayne Wade and uh, the key, the marquee players who 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 make plays and and that they're good def- they're a good defensive team the Spurs are. Uh with when as soon as he went out man I honestly I'm like man it's cramps you gotta know, get some water let's let's massage the leg you know for 3 minutes have him out for 3 minutes or whatever it is and and he was out though. I, I he was out the whole game. I I was a bit surprised and, and shocked. Um but I I feel that the Heat—they have to learn how to play without LeBron. Like they—I was more disappointed with the Heat than I was with LeBron, uh, because as soon as LeBron went out, the Spurs—what? Went thirty-six points or thirty-six points in that quarter? That's that's thirty-six points in that quarter, yeah. That is not a good sign. That—that's just you just gave you just gave the opponent. Uh, uh, you just expose yourself.
0: So right. basically,
3: uh, the, the Spurs look at it at, uh, as soon as uh, the, the big guy goes on the bench. This is what we're going to do. I, I feel like as soon as that happens, they already have a plan because you just expose yourself. Because thirty-six points is not a good. That's not a good look. You letting <laughs> you letting the team know that uh, we are much weaker without this guy. And, and I was more disappointed with the Heat in that that fact. I thought. We should have fought a bit better, and um, and we can't rely on one guy. That's the, that's not how that's not how it is. I feel like LeBron should be able to have twelve points in a game, and we'd be able to win a game by ten. I, I but that but you know, good teams do great. I, I mean, they, they they have a great coach as well. You know, he makes great I, decisions. But to answer your question, I, I was it. I was shocked. Go ahead.
1: I was shocked. Go ahead. I mean, we it was it was it was. But I mean, it's one of those things where you know he had a cramp; he couldn't do it. I mean, the, the body just said no. That
3: yeah, it's and you can get yourself injured more if you stay if you stay in the game. Right. But uh, I feel like we could have used them as a body. You know how you get cramps and 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 you you can't move around. Uh, uh, I feel like they should have massaged them up and just had them there as a body. Like I. Post him somewhere. Just have him somewhere like not three-point line. Have him play like Green. Green doesn't he, The guy rarely drives.
1: You know, have him on the three-point line. Uh, use him that way. I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was, I agree with you. I thought if he would have stayed in the heat, probably would have won game one. But, again, I mean, it is what it is at this point, and we'll see what happens moving forward. We're talking to one of the stars of power, Donald Paul. And Donald, let me ask you this. You, you talked about LeBron James. And here's the thing with LeBron James, and here's how I feel about this whole situation. You look at game number one. LeBron James finished with 25 points. He probably, if he stayed in the game, probably would have ended up with over 30. Game yeah. two, LeBron James comes in, 35 big points, the Miami Heat win. Game number yeah. three. LeBron James goes back a little bit, doesn't really play too well. I think 22 points, had a bunch of turnovers in that particular game. To me, as I watch this series, I almost believe that LeBron James needs to be 30 and above in order for the Miami Heat to win this series. Your thoughts? I, as, I feel like the, the,
3: the, the role players have to step up because it's looking like you're it's looking like that he needs to score 30 um right because we are not getting anything from from Norris Cole Chalmers has been playing terrible and he's he's off point guard uh Wade is not doing too bad you know but you have Lewis who really didn't play uh Rashad Lewis really didn't play the, the the season and now he's a starter right now you know that's not it's it's you have the Spurs who are playing with their starters and their bench who've really played a lot of the season. Uh, the Heat, we don't play that way during the season. It's literally our five, and right. we play uh, uh, two people off the bench, Ray Allen, or or, or Anderson. And right now we have it, it. It's looking like he needs to score. He needs to score thirty. If he's not scoring thirty, well, Wade needs to score twenty five. Because uh, right. we we know LeBron is going to get at least 25 points, and and because right now it doesn't look like they can stop him. Dude, watching game no. one and game two, they 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 can't they can't stop him. They, they're they're forcing other players to to shoot, which is what you're supposed to do. You make you make the other players step up, and we're, they're not stepping up. Uh, the Spurs uh, bench are playing a lot uh, more confident. They they're they're throwing up threes like they know what's going in. I, I right. it looked like at one point these guys are just throwing them up and just turning around and just
1: going to the other side. Like, it's 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 a done deal. I mean, definitely. I mean, they're definitely shooting the three ball very well in this particular series. Outside this series now, there's been some rumors that the big three, Bosh, Wade, LeBron, talking about possible pay cut in order to accommodate Carmelo Anthony. Your thoughts if Melo were to come to South Beach? I'm glad you brought
3: this up, man. Because before the vows of him even coming to South Beach, I, I feel like uh, the New York Knicks are in a rebuilding stage, and um, Carmelo's been in a rebuilding stage his whole career and every team that he's been on. Um, as much as I, I I don't mind the Knicks being a Heat fan, uh, I really like uh, Carmelo, but I, I, he, he just he turned 30 what uh, a month ago, and I feel like it's time for him to make some choices. I mean, the, he he it's time for him to win. He he's been in the league for uh 10 plus years now. He's going to go into his 11th year, I think. And uh, and him coming to Miami, uh I I also heard those rumors. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Now, for sure. The 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 thing for me is how is it going to work? Cuz to be honest, with Wade, Bosh and LeBron the first year, It didn't really work. They won, but it didn't really work. And you're bringing somebody in who's literally the same age as LeBron. He's a couple months older than LeBron, literally eight months older than LeBron, and they're both really great scorers. Uh, uh, I don't don't know how the offense is going to work because the way Miami – Miami is it's a system. They, gotta, they, they try to work a system. They made uh, Bosch change his game up from working down low to shooting mm-hmm. mid-range and threes and really uh, setting picks all over the place and really doing his job outside of the paint. Uh, thinking about it, where would Carmelo go? What, would he be playing shooting guard? That, so, or no, would he be playing small forward? Uh, like, I don't know how the, it would work in the
1: system then Wade really wouldn't be getting any touches. I mean, I, I look at it this way. Um, Dwayne Wade, I don't know how much good basketball he still has left. I mean, he, you know, he, he's missed a lot of games this year. In part, That was a part of the plan. But a, as a whole, there's a lot of wear and tear on that body. How many good years does he have left? And, and I think at some point you're going to need that number two guy and Melo could be that – I think anybody could play with LeBron James. And, again, there might be some growing pains along the way, but I believe because he's so unselfish as a player, I think he can work with anybody, and I think he could work with Melo. Plus, I think Melo's at the stage of his career where he wants to win. I've never seen
3: Melo really be that – that number two guy or, like, I'm going to help the team out type of guy. And I like the guy. Because Stoudemire, when he first came in and Stoudemire was there, Stoudemire was he – wasn't, he wasn't injured. Stoudemire was actually playing really well before uh, Melo came on the team. And as soon as Melo came on the team, it's like, you know, we got to – this is – I'm the new guy and I, I need the ball. You know, this is before Stoudemire got injured. Uh, it, it's – I like great players playing with other great players, but I – I'm just concerned about the, those two guys being close, really close to the position, same position. It's like bringing okay. two Dwight Howards or two uh, Chris Pauls. It's how so. It, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I'm thinking I, I'm looking at it as a, as a as a as a whole team. Are you playing going to play two uh, uh, small forwards and Bosh is going to be down low. Or is Bosh not going to be in the starting lineup? Are you going to use a big guy down low and force... Because right now, the way Miami is playing is that they have LeBron literally drive and kick out. That's how it's... And they surround LeBron around... LeBron and Dwayne Wade around three-point shooters. Even Bosh has become a three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. And how would that... Would Carmelo be one of those three-point shooters and, and, and LeBron... You know, I'm just trying to figure it out because I don't know how it would work because it didn't work I, I just, with the big three.
1: I just think it's, it's a good problem to have. Um, I yeah, mean, Mello, yeah. Mello has played the four position at times throughout the course of his career, played the four position with the Knicks a few times as well. So in today's NBA also, you know, there's not a lot of big guys out there. So the, the NBA, I mean, Paul Pierce, for example, played power forward for the Brooklyn Nets. So, to me, it, it's a good problem to have, and I, and I think they can find a way to make it work. Ultimately, yeah. everybody's got to make sacrifices financially. You know, the yeah. option, none of them, they're not going to get the max money, so they have to figure out if, if winning means that much to them. You know what I mean? And, and we, we'll see how this whole thing works out. It should be interesting. I mean, again, if having Carmelo Anthony is a great, great problem to have and you yeah. know figuring out where where he's going to play i think is also a great problem we're talking to one of the stars of power on stars airs each and every saturday 9 p.m eastern time on stars let's get to power donald i mean you guys yes. did some big numbers i mean 1.2 million viewers watched it this past week great numbers you guys have already been renewed for season yes. number two what's your reaction yeah. to all that
3: Yo, I'm excited. As soon as I heard the news, I had a friend, uh, I was, uh, I believe you know, I was watching TV or something like that, and I had a friend, uh, text me, and he was like, yo, congrats, congrats. I'm like, what? What happened? You guys have been renewed. And as soon as I got that, I, I hit up, um the producer, one of the producers and main writer, Um Courtney Courtney Kemp and I was like Congrats um, I'm excited to be a part Of this this has been an amazing The work these uh, she Put in and 50 cents put in uh, the Whole team it's been a uh, one hell of An experience they, these guys They work hard they The environment On set was just perfect it's a, Just a family uh, Type environment and I'm, I'm just I, I'm i in awe I'm It's hard work Hard work pays off that, that's 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 For
1: sure. basically what it is, man. And on the show, you played a character, Nose Ring. Tell us about that character. So Nose Ring is, there's a couple of things about Nose Ring.
3: I mean, I don't want to give everything away uh, to, to give away the, the episodes I'm in, but
0: Nose right, right, Ring
3: right. is uh, basically, he's a Jamaican, uh, Jamaican uh, gang leader. Uh, he's elusive, and he's very hard to find. And uh, uh, things go down, and uh, they want to get something solved, but they don't want just any old body to just try to help solve this problem, so they go after and try to find Nose Ring. Um, in order to get to me, they had to get to a couple people, and finally they get to me, and um, I am hired to do some things. And uh, it's, um, I run a gang, and I'm uh, basically a key, a marquee a hitman, and uh, exciting things go down,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: 50 cent is the executive producer. What's it like working with 50?
3: Yo, know, 50, he's a very smart guy. He's a smart and a, the the business savvy is should be his nickname. He's just he this guy is ambitious. He wants uh he wants the best you know and that's how we should think as as artists and uh, or anything that we want to do we have to thrive for the best and it 50 goes above and beyond to the people he's hired to make this process and make this show work he literally went after the best and got the best and it's all paying off i i it's now, when I'm out there and I'm, I'm auditioning or look, looking at different roles and uh, talking to my agent or manager about things, I, I I think about the way he's done things and and the process that I've, I've seen on, on on set because okay you have to, you have to look you have to go above and beyond and and that's the way uh, things will turn out the best and. This guy, he, he's, he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. And um, I, I, I'm just blessed that I, I, I've got the opportunity to even be around that environment and that, that, that cast, you know? It's
1: now,
0: good.
1: Now, you, after filming your episodes and, and just watching the show unfold, did you expect the show to, to get these big numbers and expect to get renewed so quickly? Um. I expected the numbers to be there
3: to be renewed okay. that
1: quickly. I don't know if anybody
3: expected it to be renewed right days after right. Episode, it, 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 it went on air. Um, uh, I, I knew it was going to be a good show. The reason I knew it was going to be a, 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 the numbers going to be that high is because when you go after the best directors. The best, uh, you, you get a, the best group of actors that 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 work great together. Not just any old actors, just actors that just work great together. Um, your product is gonna do well. It, it, okay. it Everything will come off the pages and it will just look right. It, it, it and that's just that's what they did. They they had a great cast together. Um, everything looked marquee and it's just it all made sense. And, and it's just great because when you're on set, you you just you shoot your scenes. You know they're all out of order. You know you're trying to make sense of it. The director is giving you directions and whatnot. But it's just great to see everything put together. And I'm just I, I'm waiting just like all the, all the fans on you know episode two and three and four. I, I want to see what the whole thing looks uh, together because it, it it looks great.
1: Uh, I don't know if you've seen the first episode, but it's phenomenal.
3: It's phenomenal. Well, Good yeah, work. Yeah,
1: definitely yeah definitely we 're talking to one of the stars of power which airs on stars each and every saturday nine o'clock East, nine o'clock p m eastern on stars what 's going on with Donald paul outside of power what else you got going on with you
3: right now i 'm just uh, uh moving the the, the momentum i 'm using that to 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 work on other projects and uh right now I just finished uh doing this uh reading pilot for uh a uh, 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 a show with the
0: uh,
3: these producers have been uh, pitching towards networks called uh, Wolf Island and um just finished that up and uh I have start I start shooting in a couple of a couple of weeks uh uh I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm supposed to say but it's it's it has 24 episodes and um I'm playing a a a tough guy and um it it's, 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 it's gonna be a great project too it it's, this project should be on hulu or netflix it's one of those it's gonna be one of those okay. things you you can you can check out so it's not on a, a cable like stars or whatnot but um I'm just curious because now it's uh you know stars has been a renewed power and um that's definitely an opportunity that uh if that comes around again uh i'd I'd love to continue that um but it's it, right now i'm just pushing i'm just pushing i'm 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 uh, seeing different casting directors about different things. I'm looking at different projects and seeing where I fit in. You know, it's, it's uh, getting the right roles that that makes sense right now. Is basically where I'm at right now. I'm just, uh, um, you know, I'm enjoying the moment, man. You know, power For is still sure. going on right now. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking that in, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm doing right now.
1: Just Fans, pushing. make sure you check this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fans, make sure you check this guy out each and every Saturday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, on Stars. It's power. It's Donald Paul. Also follow this man yeah. on Twitter, at Donald underscore Paul, and support all the great things going on with Donald Paul.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, now, you said the Miami Heat will win this series. You still believe. Miami Heat, six, seven, how many games? So this is
3: how I, I, I don't think – the Spurs can change up as much as they've changed up uh, with their offense to beat the Heat. I am picking the Heat in six. I believe the six. Heat, the Heat are, they're going to win the next three games.
1: So the Spurs will not win another game in this series?
3: They will not win another game in the series.
0: Let
1: me ask this question to you again. Now at this point, take off your Miami Heat underwear, take off your Miami Heat <laughs> socks, Take off the Miami Heat T-shirt. The Spurs will not win another game. No. I, and
3: and there's, wow. there's a
0: couple.
1: Here's here's the reasons. I, I here's the reasons.
3: I I uh, now that because now that Kawhi Leonard has has exposed himself as uh, you know he scored he scored some points. I believe mm-hmm. we're gonna have more of an eye on him, and we're not gonna. Uh, uh, you know, sag off him as much as we've, we've done, you know, or not. And we've kept Parker at a good, at, at a good level. You know, he's been scoring 30 yeah. points in, in the other series. I, I believe we keep him at 15 on what he's been doing the last three games. We're fine. We keep Kyle Leonard where he's at because he's not going to score 29 points again. We're fine. We, we don't have big guys, so if Duncan has 25 points, 21, I don't think, honestly, I don't think we can stop that. Ginobili okay. is very, very up and down. We, I don't know what he's going to get. We, we, what, what do you, he had 11 points last game. That's not much, right. but we're okay with that. What happened last, what happened last game is that they, they started at a fast pace, Quile Leonard scored a lot of points in the beginning, and, they, they, and they're good at keeping their lead because they're, they're a veteran team. I don't believe they'll get into that situation again. We're going to key in on Kawhi okay. Leonard. Green is not going to, you know, Green is not going to uh, shoot threes like he's been doing in
1: the past years or past series.
3: And we're going to keep LeBron on Parker, and, and we're going to be fine. All
1: right, all right. I, I guess I have to take your word for it. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. I, I still like the Spurs in seven. But what? What is, it about, the, what is about? What is about the Spurs? What is it about the Spurs? I, I just think. You know, first off, the revenge factor. I think that plays a, that's playing a role, and I think the Spurs they just have that feel about them, and I just think they're a better team. I think they're the. I look at the Miami Heat, and to me, the X factors has and always will be Dwayne Wade and what Dwayne Wade will be, and you know he's been okay. He hasn't been great. He's been okay in this series, and then I believe that LeBron James has to score thirty. I'm not so sure he's going to do that in the remaining uh, remaining games in this series, and I just and plus home court advantage, and and I yeah. think San Antonio they're going to get that game seven in their building, and that's going to yeah. be the difference in them winning this series. So we'll see, we'll see yeah. what I. I mean, yeah. it, it should be at the end of the it, day. Go ahead. It's going
3: gonna, it's gonna to be it's going to be at the end. It's going to be it's going to be a really good game. I, I think we have a better chance if Wade does better than Ginobili all the time. Because <laughs> that, that okay. right now Ginobili looks better. He's playing better than Dwayne Wade. He had 11 points, but I don't believe it was a hard 11 points to get. You know, right. Dwayne Wade is getting tough points. You know, like he's trying, you know, to get – yeah, but I, uh, Ginobili is – is wiggling, wiggling his way through and just making making things happen. Those 11 points looked sweet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he just made it look better. I, and you, you're, you're right. Right now our, our guys, our, our bench players have to play. They have to play better. I don't know what's going on in Chalmers' head. He hasn't been playing no, well at all, this, and he's a starter. No. And, you know, he's playing uh, – uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ray Allen is doing his thing. Ray Allen has just surprised me this year with the, the way
1: he's been playing over in the playoffs. Oh, he we'll
0: played well. Yeah, he, yeah, he played, played
1: very
0: well. Very
1: well. But you know, and, and to your point about Chalmers, um, the, the thing is, Mario Chalmers probably doesn't start on any other NBA team in the league. So, I mean, you know, it, it's. I mean, the guy only averaged nine points a game in a regular season. But, again, obviously they could use the extra points that he brings to the table. But at the same time, he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not you're
3: right. He's not a starter in any other team. But I feel like you should have more than two points if you have LeBron Definitely. kicking it out to you all the time. All LeBron does is kick the ball out. You know, it's not that he scores, or he kicks it out. That's, that's why he averages so much assist and points. That's, right, that, that's why he's so difficult to, to guard. But if you're going to be a point guard, at okay. least you know pass the ball. I mean, <laughs> if you if you can't do anything else, I mean, at least pass the ball. You know, or, or put Dwayne Wade at point guard. That's it. Dwayne Wade at point <laughs> guard, Ray tall. Allen at shooting guard.
1: Maybe you throw Ray Allen. Yeah, throw Ray Allen in the starting line and replace Chalmers. Yeah, I mean,
3: I I think Norris Cole is a better player than Chalmers.
1: He's playing
3: better. Yeah, I don't know if they like, much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not. But I like Norris, Cole's defense a lot better. Uh, Battier okay. hasn't played at all. But this series is not for Battier. It's it's not right. the type of series for him. But I, I thought that we would use Odin uh, a lot more than we have. And I'm, I don't know. If, if we, I mean, if we're
0: going to use
1: the same lineup as last year, I mean. I don't. I don't get it. You know. Well, seeing Greg Oden on the bench is probably a good thing for the Miami Heat because I mean I know the last time we saw him, Roy Hibbert just gave him the business. That was that was during the regular season. That was really the last time we saw him get extended minutes. Mm. I don't know. I mean, he's he is what he is at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're
3: right. You're right. You're right. Well, well I it? So we have to just give it up. We we just basically have to watch Miami's six players, Ray Allen coming off the bench, making that six, do <laughs> do what they do, and and try to stop Spurs from uh, winning another game. Because right now the Spurs are using nine nine players, right? It's a lot more than we're, what we're doing right now.
1: And LeBron James again, he has to average thirty in the final remaining games. Yeah. yeah.
3: They can't stop him. No. He? I think LeBron has 25. Wade has 25. We're good. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now can yeah. D-Wade, D-Wade give you that? Will he? He can give you that. The question is, will he give you that? And I, I guess we have to see. But fans, make sure you check this man out each and every Saturday on Stars 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. It's power. It's Donald Paul. Donald, pleasure talking to you, man. Amen, Wish here, you man. nothing Same but here. the best of luck moving forward. Let's do it again.
3: Yes, man. Thanks for having me, man. Now, now we're family, man. I'm gonna keep up with you.
1: All right? Definitely. You can be
3: getting these tweets for me,
1: man. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it.
3: All right, man. Thanks for having me. It's been all great, right.
1: man. No problem. Take care. You too. Bye. Don, actor Donald Paul, one of the stars of Power. Arizona Stars each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Great show. Fifty Cent is the executive producer. 50s doing big things, doing big things in boxing, obviously did big things in the rap world, doing big things as an actor and also now doing some big things as the executive producer of power. We shall see what happens moving forward tonight in South Beach, the Miami Heat, the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, this, again, as as talking to Donald, to me no matter what happens, I'm enjoying this basketball. And it's been a great series. This has been a great playoff. I mean, the the seven, the five game sevens, and the first round, um, second round, so so. Conference finals were decent, especially in the Western Conference with the Spurs and the and, the, and, the, and OKC. I mean, it was a high level of play in that particular series. High level of play, high level of play in that particular series. And so, you know. I've been happy with what I've seen in these playoffs. I've been absolutely happy. Absolutely happy. I mean, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. You can't complain. No one can complain of what they thought. No one. I mean, it's been great basketball from the, the first round to, to now. And at the end of the day, you have the two best teams in basketball Facing off for the ultimate prize, the ultimate treasure, which is an NBA championship. Again, I'm going. Let's go back to LeBron James. I, I believe at this point, the final four games, or if it goes, it's going to go to the, it's going to go to distance. I believe LeBron James has to be bigger, you know, than he's already is. I mean, I think he has to average 30 points. He's got to be 30 or more, I believe. And I'll just look at the games. Game number one, before the cramps started to become an issue, he was on his way to probably 30 points, 30-plus points in game number one. Game number two, 35 points. 35 points, 10 rebounds. Coincidentally, the Miami Heat win. Game number three, only took 14 shots, made nine of them, but had seven turnovers and 22 points. But I believe, just based off of what I'm watching from Dwayne Wade, he had 22 points in game number three, but I don't expect an explosion out of Dwayne Wade. And, he's, and I don't expect it. I don't expect an explosion out of Dwayne Wade. I don't. I don't expect it. I don't expect it. And so with that being said, I believe that LeBron James, who is more than capable, I don't think he'll do it, but more than capable of 30-plus points. He's more than capable. And I just believe now that, Dwayne, that LeBron James, look at Dwayne Wade. Uh, let's look at Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade in these playoffs, he's averaged, he's averaged, his highest point total in these playoffs have been 28 points against the Brooklyn Nets in that series. 28 points is his highest number in these playoffs. In this series now, 22 in the last game, 14 and 19. Against the Indiana Pacers, hit hit 20 points three times. So three out of six games, he was 20 or more. Against Brooklyn, two out of five games, he was 20 or more. Against the Bobcats, one out of four games, he was 20 or more. I just don't think, you know, you're going to get that explosion from Dwayne Wade. You might get 25 in one night. I don't think you're getting 30. I believe that LeBron James has to be 30 or more if the Miami Heat want to win this series. 30 or more. That's what I believe. We're going to get back to that. We're going to bring a guy now. Big fight coming up. Carson, California, StubHub Center. It's a big fight for this guy, big fight, former welterweight champion. Let's bring him in now, former welterweight champion, the one, the only, Devin Alexander. Devin. My man, what's going on? How's it going?
2: Doing well. How are you? I am great. I'm excited. And all the above, I'm excited. (laughs) Thanks for having me again, though.
1: No doubt. Thanks for joining us, and let's get right down to it. You have a big fight coming up against Soto Carras Jesus Soto So We're going to get to that in a moment, but I want to ask you, your last fight against Sean Porter in December, your first loss since 2011, in your mind, what happened in that fight? Where did it go wrong?
2: Well, the game plan. The game plan, I didn't follow the game plan like I was supposed to in my last fight, and... You know, I took, a, I took him lively a little bit. You know, I beat him so okay. easy when I was an amateur. I figured, you know, it was going to be the same thing. You know, he hasn't changed much. You know, it was no different. You know, me being the professional that I am, you know, I should have knew better. But, you know, I was prepared. No excuses. He came to fight. And, you know, he for surprised sure. me a little bit. And he, he, he was ready to fight. And, and, plus, I didn't follow my game plan. I didn't follow the game plan. My coach set out for me. And, you know, every time I don't follow a game plan, you should use all of that.
1: Let me ask you this. He he said that he used the same tactics that Timothy Bradley used against you in terms of just trying to rough you up a little bit. As a whole, do you think after seeing what after seeing what happened with Porter and Timothy Bradley that other fighters are going to try to do the same things to you?
2: Well, it it, it doesn't matter because you live and you learn, you know. That that style of fighting is not fighting, you know. Um, I could have beat those guys if I was to follow the game plan, you know, that that was set forth, you know, because those guys can be can be beat with skill, and you know, there's no finesse about Bradley or Porter. All they do is come in with their head and, you know, and, and try to rough you up and. You know that's not boxing, but no excuse. This is boxing. You got to be able to deal with all type of, um, all type of styles. So, you know that I can. I'm comfortable fighting with that style. I, like I said, it was just a moment that I took for granted, and you know it, he got the best of it.
1: Now you've been out of the ring since December. D- do you feel like? Did you feel like you needed that time to to rest, get your mind right before you go back to another fight?
2: For sure, for sure. I mean, you know, nobody wants to lose, right? Nobody wants to lose. But, you know, losing could be a good thing and a bad thing. But for me, it's a good thing because I know what I'm capable of doing. My whole career, nobody has actually dog-whooped me. Nobody has actually got in that ring and and just straight dog-whooped me. No, and nobody will. You know, my skills is too 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 good, you know, and I've been doing this too long, you know, and I know what I'm capable of doing, so, you know, the loss is, the loss definitely teaches you, you know, what you can be doing, and it teaches you what you shouldn't do, and, you know, it, it, it's a blessing in disguise for me, you know, I don't like to lose, I've been winning my whole career, you know, uh, over 300 amateur wins, and, you know, I got more wins than I got losses in my professional career, so... I don't like to lose, but this teaches me, and I'll be on top soon enough.
1: We're talking to former welterweight champion Devin Alexander. And, Devin, again, June 21st, next week, you're back in the ring against Jesus Soto Carras. Usually fighters coming off a loss usually go out and they take a a softer touch, an easier fight. Why this fight? Why did you choose Soto Carras?
2: This is the thing you you have. This is boxing. If you don't believe in your skill, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. I believe in myself, and I believe what I'm capable of doing. I know I can beat anybody they put in front of me. I know my skills is on the level of anybody at the welterweight division. I know that I'm I'm comfortable when I get in the ring. When, when I'm comfortable, when I'm focused, when I'm zoned in, nobody can beat me. And you know, the cross is a tough fight, and it's going to test my limits. And those type of fights gets me ready. It, it gets me focused, and it gets me alert and be ready to go all night, you know. And I like these type of fights, you know. It it, it makes me, you know, um, work even harder
1: so I can look right. good. Now, let me ask you this. You said, back to Porter for one more, you said that you kind of took that fight lightly, Moving forward, you said losing can be a learning experience. Moving forward, how do you avoid taking fighters lightly? Because, quite frankly, you should beat Soto Karas next week. You should beat him. So how do you avoid taking him lightly?
2: Well, well, you you just going there like he's um, Mike Tyson. You're going there like he's the top of the – like he's pound for pound number one guy. You know, you, you, you no. have to mentally say this guy is trying to – ruin my career. This guy is trying to get in here, and he's trying to turn my head off right now. He's trying to hurt me. And mentally, you got to be focused, and you got to be thinking about that stuff, and you got to be alert, you know. And um, once once I'm like that,
1: can't nobody beat yeah, me.
2: Can't nobody beat me.
1: Now, I heard you say earlier in other interviews that you're looking to make a statement in this fight. Talk about that
2: it's statement fight because, you know, like they say, you're only as good as your last fight. You're only as good as your last fight, and, you know, I want people to get that out their minds and go on there and just, you know, look good beating Soto Karajas, not just beating him, but convincingly and look good doing it, you know. I want to be the one that they say, whoa, he he beat Soto Karajas way better than this. This, That's That's what I'm aiming to do. That's what I'm that's what I'm focusing on. I'm training hard. The speed's there and the power's there. So I plan to look good.
1: Now, talk about training camp. How's training camp going for you?
2: Training camp is good, you know, we have some good sparring. We have good sparring. Um, you know, um six miles every morning, we do sprints. Um, training is good. Training is always good for me. It's it's up to me to put it in motion, put our plan in motion, and for sure. me to get in there and do what I'm supposed to do and do what we've been doing and been working on since for seven to eight weeks. You know, it's up to me, you know. Uh, my I, I got an awesome team. My team is around me, awesome. They love me. Um, they care about what's going on, and, and it's up to me. It's up to me to go in there and put the fitness and touches on it.
1: We're talking to former welterweight champion Devon Devin Alexander. This is a crossroad fight for you and Soto Karas. I mean, at this point, I look at it. If you lose this fight, I mean, you're going to take a major step back. Do you feel like mm-hmm. this is a must-win fight for you? Well, I don't even think, uh, to be honest. I don't even think
2: like I don't even think about losing. I don't think I don't. My my whole career, I don't think about losing. You know, There's always a like one percent chance. It's in the back of your head, but I go there intentionally to win and And that's it, you know, I don't think about what if what if because you wanna go on a confident. you know, men, boxing is you know they say eighty eighty percent mental and twenty percent physical. I believe that is true because if you wanna thinking, okay, what if you're not gonna your punch is not gonna come off right, you're not gonna be look as good as you want to, you're not gonna you know follow a game plan i don't I try not to think about that, i don't I don't think about it. I'm going to earn a win and win only, and we'll worry about whatever happens
1: after that. Now, to me, your stock has risen after what we saw a few weeks ago with Marcos Maidana and Floyd Mayweather. I mean, you dominated Marcos Maidana back in 2012. I mean, essentially was a shutout. What did you see in that Mayweather-Maidana fight? What did you see?
2: Well, I saw that Mayweather... He he took him lightly a little bit. I think to be honest, he took my fight, thinking it would be easier, uh, easier fight for him. Um, he thought Medina was going to be there. He thought I think he thought he could stop Medina, um, but Medina surprised him. Medina's a guy that you got to be focused with. You got to be on your on your game. You got to follow your game. You just can't stand up with Medina because he's going to punch all night. You know he's going to punch. And and that shook Mayweather a little bit, you know. And you can tell after the fight, after the fight was over, Mayweather was worried a little bit because, you know, he he didn't look as good as he thought he would, you know. And I think Medina, you know, he he surprised him. But w- 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 my success with Medina, I I didn't give him a chance to hit me. I was too fast. Okay. My legs, my I was gone, you know. I didn't give him a chance to set. Um, I was, I was hitting him, he wasn't hitting me My leg was good I was focused, I was zoned in And that's how I was able to beat him You just can't stand on Maidana And that's what Floyd did And um, you know It was a harder fight than he had
1: wanted Did you see a different Marcos Maidana because the talk is He's an improved fighter After your fight Did you see anything different From Marcos Maidana against Floyd Mayweather
2: no, I, I, I didn't. I mean, he did the same, he's doing the same thing he's been doing. The only thing is, you know, these guys are just standing there and letting them get the punches off or get whatever he's trying to do off and and not using their skill, their speed, or whatever.
0: And, you know,
2: I, I guess styles make fights. Styles make fights. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't going to let, let him hit me. I don't even know how I already hit, you know. I was in there for one thing, one thing only, just to win, um, be smart, follow the game plan, and get the victory. I don't know how hard he hit, how hard. You know, people say he hit hard, but I don't know because I didn't let him hit me. <laughs> so, um,
1: for
2: sure. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I I don't see anything different. The only thing different is they let him, you know, they fought his fight. They fought his fight, and,
1: right.
2: you know, that that's his game.
1: Would you like to fight Maidana again at some point?
2: Sure. I mean, for sure. You know, I'm pretty sure he would like to fight me again as well after all this Mayweather fiasco is over. I'm pretty sure he wants to come back because I'm the only guy that beat him convincingly, that beat him shut out, you know. He's been been in with, you know, tooth and nail with all the rest of the fighters, but I'm the only guy that actually, you know, beat him, you know, convincingly. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he would like to come out and get that.
1: We're talking to former welterweight champion Devin Alexander. Let me ask you this. I know you've been on record as saying at some point you would also like to face Robert Guerrero, who is also on that same June 21st card. Is that the goal at some point for you? For sure.
2: Guerrero is is, is a formidable oppo- opponent. Like I said, he just came out for you know a fight with uh, Mayweather, so he's 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 a good name to put under my belt. Um, a good name that I think that I'll be pretty easy. Um, um, so after this fight, we'll see. We'll see if he if he wants to fight. Um, you know, see how he looks with his comeback fight. Um, I'm pretty sure it, it should be a cakewalk for him because this. I mean, I barely even know the guy that he's fighting, but you know it should be a, a an interesting fight for him coming back, and he should look good. So we'll see after this.
1: Now, we all know the situation. Richard Schaefer left Golden Boy. You're with Golden Boy. You're also with Al Heyman. Does that whole situation affect you at all?
2: Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the fighter. I'm the fighter, and that's what I pay my manager and my coach for is for them to deal with that stuff. Um you know, of course, I'm, I'm signed to Golden Boy and Al Heyman. Um, I got, this is my last fight. With, I got
1: Hello? I think we lost him. Um, hopefully we can get him back. Uh, must have been a bad sell area. Hopefully he can call back. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a, a big fight for Devin Alexander coming up and. You know, if he can win that fight and get back to his winning ways, you know, obviously there's always going to be opportunities for him. There's always going to be opportunities for him out there. And we'll see what those opportunities may be. I mean, the Golden Boy has a a large amount of welterweights, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, Robert Guerrero, Maidana. I mean, they have some, you know, they have a, a good amount of welterweights out there for him to fight, for him to go up against. So there are definitely opportunities for Devin Alexander if he can get by and beat Jesus soto Carras, June 21st on Showtime. And definitely it's a big opportunity for him. And, you know, he's got to get back on his winning ways. He's got to get back on his winning ways. And you've got to take him one fight at a time, obviously. But if he can win... There's always opportunities. There're going to be opportunities out there for him. If, if he could have beat Porter, when you have Porter, you know there there could have been maybe he could have got Mayweather next. Who knows? Who knows? But definitely, there are some fights out there to be made for Devon Alexander moving forward. And if he can get by Soto Carras, that's going to definitely be a good thing for him moving forward. Hopefully we can get, get him back on, um, probably in a bad sell area at this point in time. Hopefully we can get him back on. We're working to get him back on uh, in the next couple minutes or so. NBA Finals, it's been definitely the talk of this show, big talk of this show. And I mean, it's it's, it's play tonight, game number four. Get started in about a couple hours. So in a couple hours, we're all going to be locked and loaded in front of the TV, uh, maybe some people enjoying the beverage of their choice as they watch and, and see what happens you know because big thing about this series interesting thing about this series um, if you look at the, when you look at the series, if the Miami Heat win right and, and the future of the Miami Heat, I think hinges upon what happens in this series I mean LeBron James. We don't know if the Miami Heat lose this series, does LeBron James now does he move his services elsewhere? Does he go elsewhere? Could that be the end of the Big Three in Miami if they lose in this series? I mean I, I think it's definitely a possibility. I think it's definitely a possibility if if they lose this series. I think it's a possibility. So I think I think the future of the Miami Heat franchise really depends upon what happens in this series. I really do, because again, if LeBron James and the Miami Heat win, I think he's going to try. He's going to come back to try to defend that title. It, I think he's going to stick in Miami. I couldn't. I can't see him leaving Miami if his team wins again. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. Um, You know, but at the same time, at the same time, I would like to see LeBron James actually leave. I would love for LeBron James to go. I'm with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley says it all the time. I would love for LeBron James to go and return to Cleveland. I would love it. I would love it. I think it would be great for everybody. I think it would be great for the sport. I think it would be great for Cleveland. And I think, you know, the Miami fan base is a horrible fan base. Let's be real. That's a bad fan base in Miami. It's a bad fan base. And and so with that being said, being that it is such a bad fan base, they leave the building early all the time. Cleveland would truly support. Cleveland would truly love. And Cleveland, I mean, those are legitimate, hardcore fans. You have to be if you're a fan of any team in Cleveland. You know, you've got, you got to be hardcore. You've you got to be loyal because you've watched some bad football with the Cleveland Browns over the years, some bad baseball over the years with the Indians, and some bad basketball other than LeBron James and other than what we saw in the 80s and early 90s with Mark Price and those boys and Brad Darty and Larry Nance and those boys. I mean, you saw, you've seen some bad basketball, some bad basketball. You're listening to Go For It on Black Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out East, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And The Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That just doesn't say. mean anything in the playoffs, time. When the playoffs come it doesn't <laughs> mean anything. I, uh, was trying to throw you, know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones, well, we know that, you know, we know that you can kept married women. We've seen, you You, you have a pedigree. Ah! we see seen what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it.
0: Oh,
1: I would man, never man, bring man, my man, wife man, around, man, too. Man, I just don't, don't know what you're capable of. Come on, now. Come <laughs> on, now.
0: That's all right. That's not Rocky. Right. <laughs> That's called butter.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're
1: you. very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You
0: really do. <laughs> so-
1: and we're back. Uh, looks like Dem and I phone may have died, so we'll, we'll see if we can get any more. Maybe after the fight um, next week. Make sure you check out his fight next week, June 21st, against Jesus Soto Caras at the StubHub Center in Carson, California. Make sure you support Devin Alexander. Watch Showtime and support his big-time fight with Jesus Soto Carras. It's a big moment for him, big opportunity, and hopefully he takes advantage of it. Um, Carmelo Anthony and the thoughts and the possibilities of a big four in Miami. A big four. So if they could work this out, and Melo, he can opt out on June 23rd. We'll see if Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher, can convince him not to opt out and stay in New York City. I mean, here's the bottom line with the New York Knicks. Now, I think the Knicks can make the playoffs with the way their roster is presently constructed, bringing back Carmelo Anthony. But, but because it is the Eastern Conference after all, but they're obviously not a championship team. So basically. They have to wait till 2015 to do anything, because that's where some contracts are off the books, and that's when they have some money and some cap flexibility, and that's when they can, that's when they're able to do some things, financially, and to be able to to, to get some players. And Kevin Love, who you know he could be traded, and whoever he trades, to, whoever he gets traded to, they're probably going to try to find a way to sign him. So he could be all, he could be gone. But LaMarcus Aldridge is in 2015. Kevin Love, at this point, 2015. Rondo in 2015. So there are some guys out there for, for Phil Jackson and the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks at that point will have some cap space. But here's the bottom line with that: Is Melo willing to wait one year and basically go through the same thing that he went through this year, and he's getting older, 30 years old. So 30 years old. So the bottom line is at the age of 30, you know, you're now on the other side of your career, 11 years in the league. You're on the other side of your career. So now – you want to win. And even if you have the cap space in New York City, and they had the cap space a few years ago, and the only thing they got, now the, the big 2010 year, obviously the Miami Heat got the, the, the big-time names there with Bosch and LeBron James, but the only thing they got was Amari Stoudemire. What did that get the New York Knicks? Absolutely, positively nothing. So they had cap space before, and it didn't work out. So if you're mellow, do you believe that Phil Jackson, who has never been an executive in this league, he has won a lot. Derek Fisher, who's never been a coach in this league, has been a winner throughout the course of his career. But none of these guys are these. All both of those guys are new to their job. So it does it, it may mean that these guys might not be good at their jobs. Do I think Derek Fisher is going to end the championship drought in New York City? I don't know. I mean, this is similar to to Jason Kidd just. Off, coming off the basketball court and jumping right, right into it as a coach, not sitting on anybody's bench as an assistant coach, jumping right into it. And, you know, Jason Kidd got off to a slow start, but at the end of the day he was successful. He had a successful year for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I mean, obviously the, that team was constructed to win a title on the pay, on, on the surface, but ultimately that didn't happen for him. But Derek Fisher now, the Knicks, ultimately want to try to rebuild this thing and ultimately want to try to get another superstar where Carmelo Anthony. Now, if Melo decides to stay in New York and if he wins in New York City, he's going to, it's going to be epic for him. He'll be loved forever. New York will love him forever. He'll be immortalized. I mean, 73, 31 years ago last time the New York Knicks won an NBA title. So he would be immortalized. They would love Melo in New York forever. He would always have a place in their heart forever. He would. He would have a place in their heart forever. But the bottom line is this. If you're Carmelo Anthony, are you willing to wait for the possibilities that Phil Jackson can get you another superstar? Because there's no guarantee that can happen. There's no guarantee that Kevin Love is going to come to New York. no guarantee that LaMarcus Aldridge, Ron or any of those guys are going to come to New York. (laughs) Excuse me. There's no guarantee. Are you willing to wait when you have no guarantee? When you could, and this comes down to this. First of all, how serious are these guys in terms of taking a pay cut? Because all of them would have to take a pay cut. All of them would have to take a pay cut. Mello, LeBron, D. Wade, all would have to take a pay cut. All of them. They would have to take a pay cut. And so if you're serious about winning, maybe you take that pay cut in order to play with LeBron James and D. Wade and Chris Bosch and all those guys. Maybe they all take that pay cut so they can stay together and continue to win titles. Maybe. And here's the thing. You know, a lot of people are talking about now super teams, super teams, and, you know, how much they hate super teams, and this is not fair, and so on and so forth. Here's the thing. If these guys are, are willing to work this out where each of them are taking pay cuts, well, because these are all legitimate max guys. You know, these are these are max caliber guys. Max caliber guys. And so if those max caliber guys are willing to take a pay cut in order to make this work, well we should commend these guys. These guys should be commended. This it should be commended. I mean, if you're willing to take a pay cut in order in order To make this work In order To win a title In order to continue to win In order to be successful Well that should be commended That should be commended Absolutely commended If you're willing to do that And if these guys are willing to do that No matter how fair or unfair We believe it is They should be commended Because they don't have to do it They can easily chase the check Melo could stay in New York and get max money or possibly go elsewhere and get more money than maybe he would have to take in this particular situation. So these guys, and we knock athletes all the time for chasing the check. We knock athletes all the time for chasing money. And shouldn't be winning the most important thing for them? Well, guess what? If this were to work out, each of these guys would have to make a financial sacrifice. Not only would they have to make a, not only would they have to make a sacrifice on the basketball court, but they would have to make a sacrifice financially in their wallet. So if these guys are willing to make that sacrifice, they should be commended by all of us. This is commendable. You're taking a pay cut because you want to win and winning is the most important thing for you. Winning is the most important thing to you. So whether you feel it's unfair or, or not fair, whether you, no matter how you feel about the situation, you should commend these guys. And here's also the thing, and you know this discussion came back in 2010 when these guys first got together. Oh, super teams, everybody's making super teams. It's not good for the league. Well, guess what? When a league with that is best, Magic, Kareem, Worthy, they were together. Bird, Parrish, and Mikkel, they were together. Dr. J, Moses Malone, they were together. The point I'm trying to make is when the league flourished in the 80s, they were super teams. No matter how they were formed, they were super teams. The Celtics were a super team. That's a Hall of Fame front court. The Lakers were a super team. Those are all Hall of Famers. Super teams. So, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman—you could say that was a super team. That was a big three, Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Super teams. As history has shown us. <clears throat> It's good for the league. Super teams are good for the league. It's great for the league. And so no matter how you feel about these guys and, and, and if it's frustrating you because these guys want to form a big three, if you will, big four, I should say, you should commend these guys because these guys are all taking pay cuts or would take a pay cut to make this happen. First off, all, Melo has to opt out, and he has June 23rd, until June 23rd to do so, if he doesn't, if he opts out. And if I'm Melo, i I, I got to think about it. If winning is my number one priority, i got to think about this. Because at the end of the day, Melo, let's say Melo retires, let's say he retired now, Melo would be – a Dominique Wilkins type, you know, a guy who put up a lot of points, dynamic scorer, but at the end of the day won nothing. That's what Melo would be, a Dominique Wilkins type. If his career goes on the way it has been going throughout his career, he would be a Dominique Wilkins type. Hall of Fame type career, but didn't win anything, did not win anything if his career were to end. Now, or if the career his career were to go the way it's been going. Now, if he were to team up with LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami, that's a difficult team to beat. I'll tell you this, there's nobody in the Eastern Conference who's beating that. And, you know, Donald Paul, actor from Power, who was on the show earlier, made a great point. Even in 2011... When the big three came together, it wasn't, you know, automatic. They didn't automatically click. They had issues with who was going to close the game. I mean, the the team didn't automatically click. And even without automatically clicking, they still made it to the NBA finals and still were a couple games away from beating the Dallas Mavericks. So, they were two games away from winning the NBA Finals, winning the NBA title. And that was a team that didn't come together, really didn't click. So now you add Carmelo Anthony to that mix, it may take time, may take a year, maybe, maybe not. Because let's be honest, Dwayne Wade is not the same player that he was once was. Chris Paul, I mean, excuse me, Chris Bosh is probably not the same player that he once was. When they came together, they're not they're they're past they're, they're getting past their prime. Wade is past his prime, I believe. Chris Bosch is right behind. LeBron James is still in his prime. LeBron James is still the best player in basketball. So, the Miami Heat do have to decide what they're going to do in terms of the future. Because if you're LeBron James, to me, especially if you lose, I don't think you can. I don't think you will want to come back to Miami. Because who's going to be your second superstar? Dwayne Wade, I don't think is a superstar anymore. He's a star. But he's he's not the same player. He can't carry the heavy load like LeBron James can. He can't do it. can't do it anymore. Did it for a while. But he can't do it anymore. I think it's safe to say that. So, LeBron James, he has to figure out, moving forward, okay, you know, he's carrying a heavy load in the regular season. He's carrying a heavy load because D. Wade is sitting out games. He's sitting out games. So DeJuan, DeJuan, not, uh, LeBron James has to carry the load, a heavy load, a heavy load. I mean, so, you know, you look at Dwyane Wade, missed 28 games. Missed 28 games. So, Obviously, somebody has to pick up that slack. Somebody has to pick up that scoring slack. And LeBron James has picked up that scoring slack. But he's he's, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's taking physical pounding. How long can he do it before he breaks down? Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. But the point I'm trying to make, LeBron James, Moving forward, if the big three were to stay together, just the way they are presently constructed right now, not adding Melo, if they were to stay together, LeBron James would still have to carry a heavy load. And I don't think anybody in the East would catch up to him. Not yet. But I think there's some teams out West who would eventually catch up to him. The Spurs, I believe, will catch up to him and ultimately win this series. But there are other teams out West, OKC, The Clippers, the Houston Rockets, I mean, there are teams out west who might be able to beat the Miami Heat in a seven-game series, who might be able to beat them. Bottom line is, the Miami Heat, first of all, they're fighting for their future, I believe with well, LeBron James and who knows what he's, what he's going to do if they lose this series, he can opt out, and we'll see where he would go if he does opt out. Secondly, moving forward, even if they do win in this series, they still have to find a guy who can, who can be almost that second guy. They have to find another guy, whether it's a guy who could be a second guy or even a third guy. They, they have to find another guy. They have to find another guy. The question is, will they find another guy? And it would be difficult to find another guy, especially with, with essentially three max type players in Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. So it should be interesting. Again, if I, I think if the Miami Heat win, LeBron's going to come back and try to defend the three P. He's got to. He's he almost has to. Doesn't have to, but I would expect him to do it to do it. But I think he has to be mindful of his future and mindful that at some point, Dwayne Wade, I think at this point he's not the player that he once was, and at some point you have to figure out the future. You have to figure out where you want to go moving forward, how you want to do it moving forward. You have to figure that out if you're the Miami Heat and LeBron James. should be interesting. It should be very interesting, but – I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind seeing, wouldn't mind seeing a big four in Miami with Carmelo Anthony. But I think if you're Melo, you definitely got to go try to find a winning type of situation. You definitely got to try to find a, a winning type of situation. And I don't think you can trust. I know Phil Jackson is, is one of the best coaches in the history of this game, but he's never been an executive. And, again, I know Derek Fisher uh, has been a leader He's been a solid player and a solid guy, but he's never been a coach. So, you know, as much as you want to say all the good things about these guys, bottom line, they are new to their job. And when you're new to something, there's sometimes the learning curve. So, I mean, some people, you know, some people sometimes will, will, will go and just hit the ground running and be successful. Others, not so successful. Others, a learning curve. And speaking of a learning curve, Johnny Manziel. He's going to have to have a learning curve as a quarterback in the National Football League. And his coach, a couple days ago, Mike Pettin, said that he's not concerned, and he's not going to micromanage Johnny Manziel, not concerned about the outside things, not concerned about the Vegas trips, not concerned about the partying, not concerned about the pictures of him with girls and things of that nature, not concerned about those things. He says as long as he's not committing crimes, it's all good. And to some, re- to some degree it's true, as long as he's not committing crimes. I guess it is all good. I heard Phil Sims say this. I heard Phil Sims say that. Bill Parcells told him, you know what, Sims? and I'm paraphrasing what he said, I heard him say in the interview, you know, sometimes you've got to take your playbook, go into a room, close the door, or, or take a video. I think it was a playbook or, or a video or whatever. Go into the room, close the door, and make it seem like you're watching film. Make it seem like you're, you're watching film so people will be more inclined to follow you. And so when I listen, when I hear something like that, I look at Johnny Menzel. Hey, it's nothing wrong with you going out having a good time. You're young. You, you know, you're, you're in shape. You have money. You're a quarterback in the National Football League. Guess what? When you're a quarterback in the National Football League, when you're young, when you're in shape, when you're decent looking, you're going to be around women. And in the midst of being around women, you're going to have a good time with women. And you're going to, probably going to have a few drinks, and you're probably going to be and, and just live your life as young people would do or a young person would do, should do on some level. You know, you're going to enjoy your life. You're going to enjoy your life. There's not many times, not many people who can say that they're an NFL player. I mean, what would, most 21-year-olds would, what, what would most 21-year-olds do? If you're 21 years old, have a bunch of money in your pocket, and you're an NFL quarterback and you can attract women, what are you going to do? You're probably not going to sit in a hotel and do nothing. You're probably going to be out and about and having a good old time. You're going to be out and about, dancing, drinking, popping bottles. You're going to be celebrating. You're going to be living life. And that's what Johnny Menzel is doing, celebrating and living life. But again, in the world we live in, perception is reality. What we perceive is what we believe. And so with that being said, when you have a reputation of being a party boy, when you have that coming into this league, having that reputation, well, guess what? You've got to make it look like you're going to change and not be that same old party boy, that same old party guy. You've got to make it seem that way. Just like Bill Parcell said, you've got to fake it in some respect. You've got to go in there, take a tape, you know, take a playbook, go into a room for a few hours. Make it seem like you're into your playbook. Make it seem like you're into your studies. Make it seem like all those things. Make it seem that way. Make it seem that way. But here's the world we live in. I mean, with Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, camera phones, pictures are taken and they're sent out to the world within, you know, five, ten seconds. It's that simple. Most people have the apps take a picture automatically posted it on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram. Just like that, quick, it's simple. And just like that, you know, people are talking. People are, are making judgments. People are, are, are judging you, and people are making assumptions about you. Fair or unfair, true or not true, it is what it is. So Johnny Menzel, you know, 21 years old, I don't blame him for, for, for going out and, and, and having a good time and, and, and enjoying and living his life. I, I don't blame him for that. I really don't. I don't think he can. I don't think anybody would. But at the same time, you've got to be careful. And, you know, that brings me to my next story, Colin Kaepernick, and the situation with him. Ultimately, you know, there were an investigation involved with him, and ultimately the Chargers were dropped. The Chargers excuse me, no, no, files will, no charges will not be filed against him in this particular situation. Uh, I believe a woman, a woman alleged sexual assault against him. And again, at this point, well, not at this point, at this time, it's gone, it's gone away. Charges will not be pressed against Colin Kaepernick in that particular situation. And, you know, as you read through the story, it almost seemed like the young lady uh, obviously struggling with some type of mental issues. It seemed like she almost made the story up. And th- the bottom line is this, you're going to have people out there who are, who are trying to get you or are going to try to get you because of your fame, because of your status. So, again, now that the charges are dropped, now that there won't be any charges against them, because there never was charges against them, but, you know, they investigated, they looked into it, and insufficient evidence, they're not going to press charges against Colin Kaepernick in this particular situation. There won't be any type of charges against them. Bottom line is this, it comes down to perception reality. It's the same deal, perception reality. And even though it's not true. At this point, and even though they will not file any charges against them, there's always that story in the back of people's mind. There's always that, and people again will make judgments based off of that. And even though the story has found, even though we found out the story is not true, and and he's innocent, and he didn't do anything, basically, even though that's not the, even though it's out there. People are always going to listen to, you know, automatically when you, when you see something like that and, and, you know, your star quarterback's name is connected to it, I mean, people are going to make assumptions and, and people are going to run with it. So, and it's just the nature of the situation. It's just the nature of the beast. It's just the nature of fame and success. It's just the nature of being on top. It's the nature of being young and having a bunch of money. That's just the reality of the situation. It's just the nature. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick tweeted out, as I said from day one, I would never do the things that were made up about me. I'm glad this issue is resolved. It's time for football. And, you know, he wants to move on to football, and he's entitled to do so. And hopefully, for his sake, this will get behind him. And not many people are really talking about it like that. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, perception is reality. You've got to be careful when you're a star in the National Football League. People are going to come after you. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks and the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons will be on Hard Knocks this summer. I mean, it's always great. Hard Knocks is always a great, great show. I mean, no matter what team they pick pretty much, they find a way to, to make compelling storylines. They find a way to find the storylines. They find it. So it's just, this is a, the Atlanta Falcons will be on there, and we'll see. I mean, like I said, no matter what team, no matter what team they put on Hard Knocks, it's it's compelling TV. It's great drama. It's interesting. It's, it's definitely, what I, I mean, I watch it. It's must-see TV. And again, no matter what team, what, no matter the team, it's must-see TV. And I will be watching this summer, but the Atlanta Falcons, will be featured on Hard Knocks this year. I mean, it should be good. I would, I would have liked to have seen the Philadelphia Eagles. I, and I know I believe the rule is if you make the playoffs in terms of Hard Knocks, you know, you don't have to be on the show. So, but I, I would like to have seen the Eagles, even the St. Louis Rams with the whole Michael Sam thing. That would have been interesting as well. But when we come back, we're going to be joined by a guy who's getting ready for his speech, getting ready to put on that jacket. When we come back, we'll be joined by Walter Jones, Hall of Fame inductee. will be joining us next. you listen to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out, East, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't don't see. mean anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs time, it doesn't mean anything. I was uh, trying to throw you. Know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist <laughs> too, man.
0: <laughs>
1: Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt marry women. We've seen you, you. You have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen
0: it. I would
1: never bring my wife around too. I, I just don't know man.
0: what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. <laughs> That's not rocky. <right. laughs> That's called blooded.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thank- very, very
1: good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> so- and we're back, and we're going to bring in a guy now who's also, who was very good at his job. I mean, this man did it all. During his career in the National Football League, Hall of Fame inductee, the one, the only Walter Jones. Walter, how are you? Oh, I'm doing just
4: fine, man. How you How you doing?
1: Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. Now, Walter, it's been a few months now since you got the call for the Hall. Has it really set in that you are a Hall of Famer?
4: <laughs> uh sometimes it does. You know, you, you right now you're trying to uh, get uh, everything situated and. Get ready for that big weekend and stuff. So you know every you know when people come up to you and you you go to an event or you go to an autograph signing, and, and now that your autograph signing has changed from just putting your number, now you're putting you know Hall of Fame 2014. Right. So you know every time you sign that you know that it uh, counts a set in, that you know you did it the right way and and now you're getting recognized for it.
1: Now Walter, you know obviously making a Hall of Fame is a special thing, but you are first. Ballot Hall of Famer, so it's even more special. Talk about being a first ballot Hall of Famer. What does that mean to you?
4: Oh man, it, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, just 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 being able to once your career is done and and all the stuff that you have done on the football field has been recognized. You know, quick and and you know it was, it was pretty quick. I think it was a, it's a nerve wracking thing, but you get to a point. You know, once you get to the top fifteen and stuff, it, it get nerve wracking. Then you start thinking about uh will I would I get the phone call or would I make the, uh, the 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 final list and for for you to get that phone call on your first try, you know, you, you you be excited about it but then you think about all the guys that are waiting that that's deserving. So but still and again you're in you're enjoying the moment and enjoying what's happening. You know, it, it's it's my time now and I'm looking forward to that weekend.
1: Did you expect to be a first ballot Hall of Famer?
4: Did I expect it? You know, I think I worked hard enough on the football field. I, um, I think as I, you know, when I first got introduced to football, I was more, you know, I, I, I kind of figured that there was a, there was a way out for me. You know, I, I, I loved the game of football. I was when I, like I said, when I was introduced to it, I was, um, I thought that that was my goal to play in the NFL. And once I got into the NFL, you know, I, I knew guys and I knew players from. From past that played the game and played the game at a high level, so you know I just watched those guys and said that that's the way I wanted to, to play the game of football. So once once I once I got drafted into the NFL, I just you know I just set goals. I you know being a Hall of Famer wasn't you know a, a number one goal, but you you think about it. But now that you once you retire, you think about it like, do I have a shot or did I do everything I'm supposed to do on the right. football field? And with everything that I've done, I thought that you know I had a a, a good chance of of getting in the hall, it's just a matter of when. We're talking to Hall of Fame inductee Walter Jones, and
1: who will present Walter Jones? Who will be your presenter?
4: Oh, uh, it, it'll be my son. My son, my son uh, Walterius. He's fourteen, and uh, he you know he okay. was there the night that I got the phone call. So, you know, it'll be suitable for him to to be with me and to to be able to to present me that that day. So, I'm looking forward to him. He's working on it, and you know that the thing about it is you picked someone and 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 I picked him and he want to do it so I'm looking forward to him you know being able to get out there and and show that he's able to do it too so I'm looking forward to that I know you've been
1: asked this many times but how was the phone call how was it when when they said Walter you are a Hall of Famer what was that like
4: Oh man it was it was so emotional man you you cuz you you, you this year they did it different, where they brought all the 15 finalists out to uh, New York City, where the Super Bowl site was. So, well, like New Jersey, but it was in the, in New York City. So, uh, what had happened was, you know, they wanted us to all be at the hotel. You know, you had all days to to get to see the city and stuff, but at five o'clock they wanted you to be in the hotel so they can, you know, they was they was finishing up the vote so at that point around about four thirty you're you're trying to, you know, gather your nerves and, you know, like, man, what if I get the call? You know, I'm I'm there with my son, so I'm trying to deal with, you know, if if I don't get the call, you know, he's sitting there saying, Oh daddy, you gonna make it you gonna make it and, you know, you sitting there thinking like, okay, I done did everything I you know, I done did on the football field, so I should make it, but what if I don't make it? You know, you thought thinking about all the guys that haven't got that phone call so or got the other phone call. So you know, it was a very emotional, you know, time for me and him, you know, and me and him shared that together, and I was excited, you know. I, You know, you feel good, and you think about all the people that, that, that's been in your life and have witnessed everything that you have done. So at that moment, all that stuff is, you know, you, you, you say, hey, I did did it the right way, and, and I got that phone call, and I was, you know, it was very emotional. It was a raw emotion for right. me and my son, and just to share it with all those guys was, was, was amazing.
1: We're talking to Hall of Fame inductee, Walter Jones. And, Walter, you talked about the speech and your son preparing for his speech. How about your speech? We're about a month and a half away. How's that coming along? It's coming
4: along pretty good, man. I think uh, what what helps me out a lot this year, they did, you know, everything is, you know, for me, I think it's a first for for, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They did a, uh, a fan fest in Cleveland where they brought in like 100 Hall of Famers in for the weekend. Okay. So for me, that kind of like... Uh, Gave me a chance to, you know, talk to those guys. You know, I didn't talk to, you know, you know our, you know, Seahawks former Hall of Famers and stuff like Steve Large and, and uh, Cortez Kennedy. You know, they didn't give me. It's almost like you get into this, you know, you you talk to those guys and you try to get information. And I think that's the whole thing about it. You don't give that information until that guy has made it and got the phone call. So now you can, you can tell them the how stressful it is but it's a great weekend but you know those guys kind of give you a kind of a guideline on how you're supposed to do your speech and you know how you're supposed to prepare right. for it so you know i'm just just trying to you know get my thoughts together and get all of my stuff on paper and and trying to you know i got help with that and stuff so hopefully that you know you you don't want to be you know scraped from the paper you want to you know tell the people that have, have been a part of your life thank you and stuff and you know I'm looking forward to it I don't I, you know I just hopefully that you know I don't forget anyone I think that's the number right. one thing you don't want to forget For anybody sure. and you just want to go out there and and have fun and and realize it. it's it's my weekend and and that's that's the most important thing that I'm trying to get to the point that you know I'm deserving of this award and I'm looking forward to you know having a, a great weekend
1: we're talking to Hall of Fame inductee Walter Jones and Walter we had Willie Rofe on the show numerous times and one of the things that he told us in terms of preparing for a, for the Hall of Fame ceremony, that's almost like preparing for a wedding in terms of getting invitations out to people and things of that nature. Has that been the case for you?
4: God, it's been pretty tough, man. But you, I think with me, I I'm, I'm pretty close knit with my family and and my friends and stuff. So it, it didn't it wasn't you know I would say you know as a a wedding, but is it's, you have to make tough decisions about who who you want to send invitations to and stuff like that. But right. I think in the end, um, you know, you you make those decisions, and if you if someone comes up that you probably forgot, you know, you just want to say, hey man, it, it's it's a tough call, and you try to, you know. I think you know, I think it, once you get there, and you're gonna think about something. Cause I'm thinking about something every day, so. You, right. know, you can't put everything that you want to say to a speech, or you can't invite everybody that
0: you That's have right. met.
4: So you just hopefully that you don't forget nobody, and you're just trying to put it all together. So hopefully it'll be something special, and people will always remember.
1: Now, one thing Willie Roef also told us about in terms of your tent and also your your party afterward and things of that nature, or has have you been preparing that as well? I know I you have, man. I like you say, once
4: yeah. once once, once you get that phone call and 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 you get to uh, you get to the next day after the Super Bowl uh it's pretty straightforward they you know they've been doing this for a long time so they kind of know the guidelines and what steps to follow so they the 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 pro football hall of fame has been great at making sure that you know the the people that we invite or what type of party you know they kind of get your feel on what you want to do and okay. how you want to do it so it's all on you and you know how you want that weekend to be so i think they take they do a good job of making sure that, you know, you're doing it the right way and everything flows perfectly.
1: Now, who, who are you going to have at your, your, your party? You, you, have <laughs> you
4: narrowed that man, down? Have you nailed that family down Family and friends, man. I think, it, like I say, you've you got players and coaches and, you know, everybody that, you know, you, you, you try to reach out to those and and, and see, you know, a lot of the, the players that, you know, I play with are, you know, still playing and, and some guys, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of people there, you know what I'm saying, for me personally, for me, you know, I'm a pretty quiet person, so I think a lot of people are coming out to see my speech or, you know, as an offensive right. of lineman, we don't, we, we don't want to, you know, be in front of the, the TV, but I'm looking forward to getting up and, and letting <laughs> people know that we, as linemen, we can get up and we can present ourselves well, too, so. You know, I think it's going to be a great weekend. It's a, it's a weekend for, for my family, too. You know, they've been a part of this right. for so long, and for my friends sure. and, like, players and, and coaches and stuff. So it, it, it's it's something that you just continually keep planning and planning mm-hmm. until you get to that point where it all comes to an end. So, you know, we're looking forward to that, and, and hopefully it'll be fun, man.
1: Well, what about the entertainment in terms of you know? Are you going to have a certain band or are
4: you got to have a certain <laughs> DJ there? I don't know. I, you know, me man, coming from you know being a, a southern guy, man, I'm more of um, you know DJ, and I'm going to do a DJ. I think it's a DJ from at this point. You know, you, your mind might change. I I, I, mm-hmm. I had a chance to uh, go to uh, Cortez, and he he was great. You know, I think he had a live band. So you know, you have to make those decisions and stuff, man. And those are tough decisions because you just don't know, you know, you, you, you're going right. to have all types of friends and family there. So you just want to make Correct. sure that, you know, they get you in. Most of the time, the, the a lot of the people that are going to be there knows me as a person, so they kind of know how I'm going to do things and stuff. So it's going to be, you know, I guess what, a DJ? I guess I have a DJ there at, performing. Hopefully he he plays good music and keep people you know, in. It's going to be a stretch for day too, though, for me. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll sure. be like the, the, the finale from the whole weekend for me and getting a chance to be with my family and really celebrating that whole weekend. So it's going to be fun no matter if we have music or not. I think when
0: the <laughs> family
4: gets together, man, it's going to be fun. Let me ask you this. Obviously, your Seahawks, your former team, were, we're in the
1: Super Bowl we're, and, and beat the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. What did that mean to you to be there live in person? You're in the Hall of Fame, and then you see the Seahawks win the Super Bowl.
4: It was amazing, you know, for for, for the Seahawks, man, to to, to to do the things that they did last year and to to, to pull it off and, and go in there and and get a win. That was amazing for me to to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and being able to witness my team that I played with, and I was able to to play my whole career with, you know, that just was like uh, the icing on the cake. Uh, It was amazing, man, to get a chance to see those guys after the Super Bowl. And, you know, they was congratulating me, and I was congratulating them because they did something that, you know, I wasn't, as a player, wasn't able to do to bring a a Super Bowl back to Seattle. So for me to be a part of that and to to witness that and to, to be there in person, man, was a pretty awesome weekend.
1: What was it like playing in Seattle for that fan base? I mean, that's a great fan base out there.
4: Oh man, it's it's amazing. I think it was the the best place for me to go. You know, it's coming from you know coming from the coming from being a southern guy and, you know, going off to Florida State and then to to go to Seattle, man, for me I think it it helped me to go out and really you know, go out and play football and, and get a chance to to understand, uh, to, to, to play the game, the professional game of football, and and those fans have been loving Seattle ever since. You know, you go back in time and once they came into the league, you know, that's there, been faithful fans. So, you know, and with the the crowd noise and stuff, it, it it was a fun, it was a fun, it was a fun time for me to to be able to play in front of that city and you know and. And, and change the the standard of the way Seahawks right. football is played. You know, to to see that that growth and to see what what's going on now. The fans are are just as a part of the team as as as, as the players, and they feel like that. Right. And that's the way they perform each Sunday. They look forward to going out there and and making other teams nervous or making their day uh, bad. So it's it's been fun, man. It, it was a it was a great ride for me.
1: Now, 2014, man, I mean, you want to talk about a great ride for somebody. It's, it's been a great ride for you. I mean, your college team, Florida State, wins the national title. Your former team, the Seahawks, win the Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, talk about it. Talk about 2014 and how great 2014 has been to Walter Jones.
4: It's great. It's, 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 it's um. It's been one of those rides. like you said. It's been a great ride, you know. I think it's for me as a fan. I've been it's been fun, you know. Like you say, my 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 college team won the, the national championship, so so to to witness. I didn't get a chance to get to that game, but to get a chance to see those guys to, to go from, um, from from start to finish and still to win it all. And the way that they the fashion that they won a game where right. you know you was feeling kind of nervous there in the in the last minutes, and for the those, for that team to pull it off and, and win that game and for me, you know, I think once I found out that I was, you know, on the Hall of Fame list and, and got cut down to 25 and got down to 15, and so to to be a part of that and to get to the the final list, um, it, it been it been fun, man, and to, and to 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 witness the Seahawks and what they have done, and you know they was doing everything that they needed to do during the season to get in the position to to, to win went to win it all, and for them to to win it all, and to be a part of that and just to, you know, it, I think it's a situation where you're you enjoying the moment and that's, that's all I can do is, enjoy, you know, everybody tells me <laughs> to sure. enjoy the moment. Previous Hall of Famers, all they say is enjoy the moment. And, and and right now that's all I'm doing is enjoying it and, you know, and, and kind of looking back on my career and, and saying, hey, I, I, I did it the right way and, and just... Enjoying the, enjoying the moment, I guess. I'm just repeating that word, but that's what I'm doing right now, just enjoying it. <laughs> that,
1: that's, that's all Numerous Pro Bowls, numerous All-Pro selections, uh, a trip to the Super Bowl, all-decade team honors. As a whole, what has been the greatest moment in your career? What was the greatest moment in your NFL career? Do you have
4: one? The greatest? I, I would say probably getting drafted in NFL and probably um, – Winning, I probably have two. I say getting drafted in the NFL, you know, just getting to, to, for my dreams to come true, and probably you know winning the winning the NFC Championship game and going getting a chance to to, to be a part of the, the first team to uh, to get to the Super Bowl and and to be a part of Seattle. I think that's that's you know if I had to put it you know one two, I would say getting drafted in NFL. I think that was a a dream and that was a goal of mine. So I would have to say. You know, getting drafted in the NFL. Now,
1: as we said, the ceremony is about a month and a half away. Will Walter Jones cry?
4: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, you know, um, you know, I I I, have, I I've done speeches, and I, I just finished up doing a speech. Uh, for, you know, it wasn't as, you know, uh, I just got inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, so. You know that that gives you a chance to kind of you know you you break the ice and and you know and you you kind of like you try to you stay in that format and you thank it the people and you you have to make that short. Uh, what that speech was probably what four minutes. So I didn't cry at that speech. You know I, I don't know what's going to happen once you because know, that's this is the the grand finale. So I don't know. I I, I don't think I'm a a guy that that shows emotion. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I got emotional the day I got the phone call, but right. I don't know what's going to happen, man. You, you're you going to be out there with all those great players, man, and, and, and for me to be on that team, man, I don't know where my emotions will be that day. Hopefully that I can get up and, 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 and represent well for, you know, everybody, you know, everybody that's watching me and stuff. So I, I can't say for now, you know. I, I have emotional moments, but I don't know. I, I think I want to get out there and, be able to, to, to be myself, and 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 hopefully it, it turns out the way that I want it to turn out. For sure.
1: Fans, make sure you check this man out on Twitter, at BigWalt71 and support all the great things going on with Walter Jones. Walter, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks a lot, man. It has been fun. Take care. All
4: right. Thanks a lot, man.
1: Walter Jones. Hall of Fame inductee. It's about to go down for Walter Jones, obviously. Big time situation for him. I mean, first-ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, it's it's one thing to be in the Hall to make it to the Hall of Fame. It's another to be first ballot. That means you've done some things in this league. And Walter Jones has done a lot of great things in this league. He's done a lot of great things in this league. He's had a successful career. I mean, he's done everything but win a championship, and he got to the Super Bowl, and some would say that he should have won that championship because uh, the Seahawks got robbed in that particular series. That's what some would say. But Walter Jones, an exceptional career, and obviously he's going to enjoy having a, a great career in about a month or so, a month and a half from now, and he's going to enjoy it. He's going to have a good time. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And it doesn't get any better than that. That's why you play the game, to be the best, to be the best. And he is one of the the best offensive tackles in the history of this game. You know, you could talk Walter Jones, talk Willie Rove. You know, talk about those guys in in terms of, you know, Anthony Munoz as well. Baselli, Tony Baselli, one of the better offensive tackles in the history of this game. So, I mean, obviously, Walter Jones, what a career, and we thank Walter Jones for stop, stopping by. I want to thank Devin Alexander for stopping by. He has a big fight June 21st on Showtime at the StubHub Center in Carson, California. Please make sure you check your local listings. Also, actor Donald Paul, make sure you check out Power on Stars. Airs each and every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Standard Time, and also following him on Twitter at Donald underscore Paul. And also, I want to thank Walter Jones for stopping by. Again, follow this man on Twitter at BigWalt71, and make sure you're there listening and watching Walter Jones as he gets inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You can listen to this show and other great shows at blogtalkradio.com where you can listen to this show and other great shows. That's blogtalkradio.com slash where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at GoForAgain, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Make sure you hit up our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash GoForAgain. And also, again, make sure you listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash In about an hour, make sure you pick, you know, make sure you're on your couch and you're watching game four of the NBA Finals Spurs and the Miami Heat. Miami Heat get it done tonight, and they're going to go back to San Antonio with the series tied two games to two. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care. Bye.